I'm Dr. Sarah Dill, and this is the Stressless Physician Podcast, episode number 103. Welcome to the Stressless Physician Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sarah Dill, MD. Using my unique combination of coaching and mindfulness tools, I will teach you practical ways to reduce your stress level, feel happier at work, and create a better balance between your medical career and personal life. If you are a busy practicing physician who wants to design a life and medical career that feel good to you, you are in the right place. Hey everyone, how are you? Welcome back to the podcast. I am happy you are here. I'm happy to be hanging out with you. And today I wanted to talk to you about something that seems very simple and is sort of fun for me to talk about. And it's how to argue less. And this idea comes from a quote. I don't even know where I first heard this. It might have been from one of my coaches named Bev Aaron. I think it was from her. I always like to give credit where credit is due. And it's the idea that you don't have to attend every argument you are invited to. And I remember when I first heard that and I was like, huh, right? Wow. I I guess I don't, right? It's like, do you attend every party you're invited to? It reminds me also of this idea that if you are ever at a party where they're passing, you know, cocktails and passing appetizers and passing drinks around, you don't have to accept whatever they bring you. Some of the appetizers I like, some I don't. Some of the drinks I like, some I don't. You don't have to just say yes. And so I love this idea. For me, I love a visual. And so I can just picture right this visual of a waiter approaching me with some different cards on it. And each one of them is a potential argument <laughs> that I am perhaps getting invited to participate in with different people. And sometimes we know, right? There are family members in my family that certain topics are always going to lead to an invitation to attend an argument, right? There are some family members with whom I don't really talk uh, about politics, or maybe I don't talk about vaccines, sometimes, right? Or maybe I don't talk about money, or maybe I don't talk about my neighborhood, right? There's all sorts of things. We know these these people. <laughs> we know what their their hot buttons are. And so sometimes this comes up a lot in seeing patients, right? How many times are you invited to argue with a patient? They might say something like, you didn't treat me right, right? You made a mistake. You shouldn't have given me this prescription. Or I'm not getting any better. I don't think you know what you're doing. Or why won't you give me this medication, right? Or why won't you order this test? There's an invitation there to engage in an argument. There's an invitation there to have a confrontation in a way that feels unpleasant. And so I just want to invite you to start to think about these conversations as an invitation. And what if you don't have to attend every argument you're invited to? In the case of patients, 
right? It doesn't mean that you necessarily stop speaking to them, but can you have a conversation that isn't an argument, right? It takes two to argue. I don't know if you've ever experienced this when you, maybe here I'll I'll use me, but I have experienced this when I've like been in a mood and I want to have a fight. This was a while ago, but I don't know. I was just sort of edgy, you know, when you're like feeling on the edge and then someone sort of refused to argue with me. They were very conciliatory. They wouldn't pick up my (laughs) maybe inflammatory statements and it really defuses the argument. And this, I think, is a skill that we can cultivate and that is very useful in patient care. It's very useful in relationships. And I think it just makes life, right, more fun and more pleasant. And things go better if we don't always attend every argument we're invited to. You can see it usually coming. How can you show up in a way that allows you to stay connected, right? It doesn't mean you have to disengage but can you not participate in an argument? There are some ways to do this. One, I've talked about this before, is can you find where you agree with the person? Typically, I'll go back to the patient example, right? If a patient is upset because they aren't getting better, I'm upset that they aren't getting better. I want to get them better too, right? I do take that personally. If they have questions for me about why I don't want to order a certain medication or a certain test, I want to talk to them about that. I want to understand, right, why do they think it would be helpful? I'm happy to explain to them why I don't think it would be helpful or what are the parameters in which I would order a medication or order a test. Or maybe they need a second opinion or maybe I can provide them with some other research. And then I like to ask myself, you know, am I wrong? Maybe, am I missing something here? Let's have this as a conversation, as a partnership. So you can sometimes still have a conversation with someone without arguing. One way to check in is to notice if you feel defensive, right? Are you on the offense or on the defense? If you are, chances are this is going to be an argument that you are going to participate in. When you decline to argue, it should feel pretty neutral. You shouldn't feel like you're on the defensive or going on the offensive, So if you're someone who finds that you get in a lot of arguments with people, right, this might be an opportunity to really notice, right, what's going on? Do you often feel like you have to prove yourself? Do you feel insecure, right? Are you trying to control what other people think about you? Are you trying to control other people? That will often lead us to participate in arguments. This is a hard one for me. I am really still continuing to work on the idea that I don't know what's right for other people. I don't know what's best. And I'm also really working on embracing the idea that I'm not right a lot of the time. I could be wrong a lot. This is a hard one for me. But I like the idea that a lot of what we think of as reality is subjective. And so what I think is right may be right for me and may not be right for someone else. And maybe it's not right at all. And I find that the less tightly I hold on to my need to be right, my desire to try to control other people, which is, of course, misguided because it doesn't work, the less tightly I hold on to that, the less 
I really care about arguing with people. And I don't like arguing. I guess if you like arguing, then this podcast episode is not for you, right? If you want to argue more. But I don't really like it. It gets me sort of agitated. I get sort of high energy in a way I don't really like. It gets me all revved up. And I don't like it. I don't like confrontation, right? I think that's probably pretty normal. And yet I would make sure that I'm clear in that I'm not advocating from disengaging all the time or ignoring people or not having conversations that perhaps need to be had. But yet sometimes, again, I think we often don't realize that we don't have to attend every conversation or argument that we're invited to, right? There might be some conversations we really don't want to engage in, even with patients. And that's a right we have, right? And maybe there are some conversations that we don't want to engage in with other people we care about, with friends or with family. That's totally fine too. You can always check in with your reasons for that. Make sure you like them because it's your reason or your motivation that's going to really color, give flavor to your decision that will make you feel confident about it or not. So if you don't want to have a challenging conversation, just check in with why. And it's always completely legitimate. But arguing, I think, doesn't really get us very far. It creates a lot of anger for both parties, and it doesn't tend to lead to any sort of constructive resolution. Think about the last argument you were in, right? Did it succeed in convincing the other person that you were right and they were wrong? Chances are no. Mostly what we do is hunker down and dig in right with our own beliefs when we're challenged in that way. So I don't find arguing very useful. I don't find it a helpful way of problem solving or creating more partnership, whether it's in relationships, whether it's in my family, whether it's among friends or whether it's with patients or colleagues. And so I love this one-liner, right? You don't have to attend every argument you're invited to. And I invite you to start to see an argument as an invitation. And if you choose to decline the invitation to argue, someone else can't argue with you. Arguing is never one-sided. There has to be reciprocity. If you refuse to argue with someone, it doesn't go anywhere. It's a really interesting experiment. There are ways to decline the invitation to argue. Humor is one of them. Skillful use of humor is a great tool. Another way to decline an invitation to argue is to agree with the person in whatever way you honestly can from the get-go. That often really deflates the potential for argument. And a third method of declining the invitation to argue is just to be honest, right? Just like you would if it was a beverage you didn't want or an appetizer you didn't want, right? You can just politely say, no, thank you. I'll pass. I don't want to have this conversation. It takes two to argue. And again, you don't have to attend every argument or even every conversation you are invited to. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I hope you have a wonderful week and I look forward to talking to you soon. Bye. If you are a busy practicing physician ready to start feeling less stressed, enjoy work more, and learn how to create a more balanced and sustainable medical practice and life, sign up for a consult call with me at saradill.com. That's S-A-R-A-D-I-L-L.com. 
It would be my privilege and pleasure to work with you.